the college experience FCS college football week eight preview and picks on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use the promo code March30 for 30% off the entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL promo code March30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a $2,000 season long MLB contest and a $500 weekly contest. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure you subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Pixwise. Follow the Pixwise Capper Contest at Pixwise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rostein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadeau, and more. See what S expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner takes all $10,000 prize over at pixwise.com. This is Dan Dickow and you are listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome to the college experience FCS week eight picks and preview. My name is Colby swinging Danta base Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick and we are picking FCS football week eight. So I brought along the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking homebrew making cherry picking Tobacco Road living, the free lock given. Farmer, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's going on, man? How are we doing today? Dude, I mean, FCS football is magical. I had another good weekend last week. You had another great weekend last week. And, uh, you know, we, we, we now I will say COVID becoming an issue. Cal Poly punted on their season, which made sense because they were. I think they only had 48 <laughs> scholarship players, but they were losing every game by 60 points. But I was surprised to see Chattanooga, whose coach had been on record in the fall saying, we'll play anybody anytime before no teams had agreed to play uh, with the COVID thing. Their coach was saying, Hey, I don't care. We'll play anyone. We'll play high school. We'll, we'll, we'll travel to you. They punted on the season. The mocks were kind of my boys. They were, they were a covering machine for me. Uh, and then Albany, right? The Great Danes. No, did they? I, 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 I believe I saw that they punted on their season. Let me double check this, um, because that that's just a dagger. Your your boy Undercuffler, huh? I know. I I, did, I hadn't heard that yet. I mean, is it to the point where there's only what a few more weeks left of the regular season? Is it the point where if like, hey, if, if they know they're not making the playoffs, 
I don't know. Spring break is here. Are they worried about, you know, the kids coming back from Panama beach and you know, spreading the virus or, uh, I don't know. Why do you think, I mean, the weather's nice. Maybe they just want to take a nice little spring vacation. Why, why all of a sudden it, it hasn't seemed like the COVID has been rampant. I mean, I know we've had cancellations, but we've had, I think the majority game of games are going off as scheduled. Yeah. I think uh, for them, I mean, they probably had some COVID issues, but they also, I think they realize they're not going to win the CAA. I think Delaware yeah. and JMU and I mean, Al- Albany was supposed to play Delaware Saturday. Um, Delaware was going to roll them. I think they knew that under Cuffler missed the last game. Um, they opt that they opt out because I think they're trying to preserve their legs for the, for the fall season, which I, you know, I, right. I think we're going to have a fall season with everything. Right. You know, hopefully. And uh, it's still bullshit to me. All right, it's still bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you committed to the season. If there's not a really good reason as to why you need to quit, like I Cal Poly, okay, yeah, <laughs> no no problem, <laughs> you know. But Chattanooga and Albany, come on now. Yeah, let's, it's nonsense. Let's play some football. It's nonsense. I mean, and, and 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 what Illinois State did it the week before, man. So a lot of bullshit going on out there, but we still, we still have a great slate of, of games starting tonight. I'm going to get this episode out right away because Sam Houston state with your guy, Eric Schnipp or Schmidt, I'm sorry, not Schnipp <laughs> Schmidt. Who's th- I mean, this Sam Houston state team is just destroying everybody laying 20 at uh, 25 and a half points. L- look, this one is just, this is, this is just easy money. This is Look, just I know money. Sam Houston State put up seventy-one and sixty-two in their last two games, but twenty-five is a lot of points. And I mean, Northwestern State is not all that good, but they haven't lost by more than fourteen this year. I mean, every game but one was within a touchdown. Maybe they're zero four, but maybe they can, uh, <laughs> you know, do enough to keep it close. I mean, maybe Sam Houston's a little overconfident. They're not. They're certainly not getting up for this game here. Uh, look, they had a week off, dude. They had a week off. You can't give Eric Schmidt a, a two weeks to study for a defense. Look, this t- offense is fire. I can't believe you're going to look. It, it, I mean, this, they went, they went, they won 62 to seven against Lamar, right? The last time they stepped on a football field, just to give you an idea, Lamar beat Northwestern state by eight last week. All right. <laughs> so uh, this is the law e- of transitive yes. properties does not apply to football. Oh, it will for this one, my friend, because Northwestern state Oh, and four uh, and Schmidt is a stud. Their receiver, Jokez Ezard. This guy's a baller. They're going to do this at halftime. will be a, will be a 28 point lead. <laughs> uh, there's a chance that it, it, yeah, it could be 28, nothing at the end of the first quarter, but I'm going to take the points. I'm not going to bet this one. I just think that this is a spot where you know, Hey, it was spring break. A lot of those football players might've been partying up a little bit too much, you know, having last week off. Uh, they had to travel to Northwest Texas. Uh, that doesn't sound fun. You know, that doesn't sound appealing. You're, you're, you know, you're a team that's rolling right now and you're facing the Owen for Northwestern state. Maybe they cut, maybe show up in their little sluggish here. Maybe they're not as sharp as they would be if they were facing a better opponent. And my, you know, what I've done this year is that when in doubt in FCS, take the points. So I'm going to, that's, that's, that's dummy. Well, so far, I'm going to continue that. All right. I mean, look, uh, look, Friday, we were supposed to have two games. We were supposed to have a game in the morning. Wagner, Mary Mac, that was canceled because COVID. And I just found out right now that Northern Iowa's game at South Dakota Friday night canceled because COVID oh, come on. 
They're killing At what me. point does, you know, most of the country being either they've already got COVID or they've been vaccinated. Do we just say, Oh, you got a couple of cases. So yeah. what? Let's yeah. play anyway. How, how are we not vaccinating all, all the university? Like every athlete, because it's entertainment. We need it to live <laughs> our lives. You know what I mean? Not only is entertainment, but there's also economics involved. Yes. The economy. I mean, a lot of these universities, they're the only thing that, that keeps these little towns afloat. I mean, I don't know where, I don't know what city Northwest Texas state is in or Northwestern state, whatever they're called. <laughs> but I imagine the university and football games are a big piece of that. That's what I'm saying, man. All the, I mean, now my Friday, I was looking at two games before, and this is, this is the way I feel. Well, I don't get, that's the way I feel right there. I got a channel, the Lou Holtz dude killing me. I had all this stuff written up about uh, uh, Northern Iowa and I liked the spot they were in and now it is canceled. So we must shift to Friday. I'm sorry, Saturday, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. This one's an interesting matchup. Villanova at Maine, the Black Bears. The Black Bears have won two in a row after getting their ass whooped by Delaware out the gates. And Villanova, you know, I, I think they lost uh, they, the opener uh, to Rhode Island. But uh, after that, they got back on track. Oh, no, they, they beat Stony Brook and then they lost the second one to, to Rhode Island in overtime. Uh, great, great game that was. What are you leaning doing here? I'm seeing this spread at uh, Nova minus three and a half. I kind of like the Black Bears here, man. Yeah, I agree. Give me the home dog. I mean, what has Villanova showed me to date as to why they should be laying three and a half on the road? Um, you know, Daniel Smith, the QB, has not played well, especially you know, passing the ball. He's still getting some yards on the ground here, but yeah. So uh, Villanova's QB play hasn't been great. I mean, close games against Stony Brook and Rhode Island. And I mean, here's Maine, you know, behind our boy, Joey Fagnano, two wins in a row against Albany and Stony Brook. Granted they got whipped by Delaware in the opener, but that was a long time ago. So uh, I think if, I think it's, it's a field goal game here. So uh, I, I like the hook. I'll take it. Delaware is blowing out everybody. You shouldn't be ashamed because you got whooped by Delaware. Delaware looks right. like a team that might play for the national championship right now. That but, defense is nasty. Yeah, it, I mean, every all 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 phases of the game. Um, but yeah, you look at and, and Fagnano is killing it. I mean, even the last game, and he's getting better, dude, as the season's going along. The last game against Stony Brook, nineteen of twenty nine, two hundred fifty yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero. So that's, dude, on an FCS level, that's like that's like the best quarterback in in, in the FCS right there. Just to give you an idea, Stony Brook's quarterback Tyrell Fields, eleven of twenty five for just one hundred eight yards. So, well, he's no Eric Schmidt, but um, Fagnano is pretty solid. Yeah. And Andre Miller, shout out to the old Utes point guard, Andre Miller and pig Miller, right? Uh, the big man from Michigan state back in the day, that but, was, that was Anthony. Oh, that's right. That's right. So Andre Miller, just the point guard at Utah, but Andre Miller eight for one thirty three for Maine and three touchdowns. Maybe you guard him Villanova. All right. Maybe you guard him. The guy, the guy's pretty damn good. Okay, uh, let's bounce over to the next game here. Uh, it's a great slate. I mean, I mean, it sucks that Northern Iowa, South Dakota got canceled, and same with uh, North Dakota State, South Dakota State was supposed to be this Saturday. But in a way, I kind of like it that game got rescheduled for April because we the Final Four was going to be on anyway, man. So it's a tough, right. tough slate there. Yep, um, yep I hear you. But uh, let's bounce over Monmouth. Yes, Monmouth one and zero in the Big South, taking on Gardner Webb two and zero in the Big South. Nick, 
What is your lean here? I'm seeing this line at a uh, where where am I at here? Well, I I put this paper somewhere here. Anyway, I saw a thirteen. I thought I saw a thirteen and a half yesterday. Has that moved at all? Um. Yeah. Hold on. I think it's. I no. I think it's still thirteen and a half. Yeah. Still thirteen. I'm and all half. over the yeah. garden. The Gardner Webb Bulldogs. You think those boys from New Jersey are going to walk into Ernest W. Spangler Stadium in Boiling <laughs> Springs, North Carolina, and win by two touchdowns? Uh, no, they're not. Hey, Monmouth keeps a decent program. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Gardner Webb too, dude. I mean, the Gardner Gardner Webb's kind of been a little little sweetheart of mine too, from a handicapping point of view. Um. They, I know Monmouth is good. They have an 18 point win over Charleston Southern, but you know, Gardner Webb's no slouch. You know, they have wins over Elon and Presbyterian. It's just too many points. Yeah. But keep an eye out on Tony musket, quarterback of Monmouth 18. Great name. First off, uh, 18, especially of, for a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> 18 of he's, 26. He's got a musket for an arm. <laughs> 18 of 26, 297 yards and two scores in that first game by, by Monmouth. But yeah, I, this is a no brainer. This is a lock. This is a lock dude. Make it lock it up. Gardner Webb's been playing good ball. Um, all right. Uh, let's bounce over to the next game on the slate. Uh, I got to touch on, on this one, New Hampshire, Rhode Island. I think this is going to be a, I mean, this is good. This is a good game right here. New Hampshire, traditionally good in the uh, CAA. Now this obviously COVID year, they had COVID problems, but uh, now they take on Rhode Island and you know, NC Nick was way off on his analysis on Rhode Island, considering the fact that uh, you know, Kasim Hill, the Maryland transfer, been playing some good ball there with the exception to last last week though, they went with the two quarterback system at times. So I don't know. Uh, what's your take on this game? Well, this is funny. So I, you know, when I was doing my research for the games yesterday, New Hampshire was favored by a point and a half. There's been like crazy, so like some crazy swings here. Now Rhode Island is favored by two and a half. I was all over getting points with Rhode Island. I'm still on them under a field goal. Um, if you look at New Hampshire, I mean they only played one game so far, and that was like three or four weeks ago where they lost to Albany. Uh, meanwhile, Rhode Island has overtime wins against uh, Nova and Albany before losing to Delaware. So uh, yeah, I mean, I like the, I don't know why New Hampshire was favored. Obviously, you know, I, in my notes, I said, is the wrong team favored sure enough a day later and the line has flipped and Rhode Island is now favored. I like the Rams here. I'll lay the two and a half, even though I got it for, you know, plus a point and a half. Well, the line is probably touching the fact that New Hampshire has been kind of a good program in the CAA over the past you know decade, whereas Rhode Island hasn't. So perhaps has something to do with it, but I, I agree with your angle. They haven't played in a while. So, I mean, they only played one game and then they had COVID problems. Max Brosmer's their quarterback. The guy's pretty good over the past couple of years. I mean, 20 of 35, uh, 128 and two touchdowns in the, you like a bigger number there, but uh, in, in the one game we've seen uh, the run game struggled though. I, and I watched this game. I watched them against Albany and they could, they, they really got pushed around on the, on the line of scrimmage. I, I'm with you. I think Rhode Island all day. I like that spot for Rhode Island. I am nervous about the two quarterback system that Rhode Island, you know, was doing. I don't. I didn't see why they needed to do that with Kasim Hill, who was efficient the first two weeks. Um, okay, let's hop on over. I'm curious, Robert Morris, Nick, Robert Morris at uh, at Kennesaw State triple option. You're laying 19 points in the triple option. No way, right? You got to go, Robert Morris, right? 
Yeah, I'm going Robert Morris. Definitely. I mean, I know Kennesaw is the better school, you know, better football team and they're three and oh, but they haven't looked all that dominant this year. I think all three of those games were relatively close. Um, Robert Morris, they've only played one game where they lost by 20 to James Madison here, but I think they can keep it close here. I think Kennesaw wins by like 10 or 14 or so. Uh, Once again, give me the points. Yeah. Well, and, and and the reason why we like this game is uh, it's a trip. Kennesaw runs the triple option. And yeah. they're they're starting quarterbacks out for the year. I should add in too. So uh, now I know triple option is kind of a plug and play thing for the quarterback position, but uh, and George Martin, the fifth Beatle, uh, the quarterback of Robert Morris, the Colonials. Uh, so, I mean, considering JMU's defense has been amazing this year, I I think JMU's defense has been the the focal point of that team. He he looked all right. Didn't turn the ball over. Now you would like a better completion percentage. He was just fifteen of thirty. But uh, for a score and 165 yards, I think they might have something going there with him and DeAndre Hicks at the wideout spot. Give me the the Colonials to uh, cover this one in uh, in Kennesaw. So, yeah, plus li- line opened up at uh, at plus 20, so it's already come down plus 19. So early money is on Robert Morris. I'll follow that early money. Yeah, uh, Nichols at McNeese. Nichols laying 13 and a half. Uh, look, whatever happened with er- Eric Schmidt. They destroyed Nichols. They put up a 70 spot on Nichols a couple of weeks ago, but the colonels, well, colonels woke up and, and, and I, I wanted to highlight, I was on the wrong side of that Sam Houston state Nichols Nichols game, but Lindsey Scott was injured that game. Well, he's back. And, he, and when I say he's back, Nick, he is back last week playing another top 25 opponent. They scored 75 on incarnate word. Whoo. Uh, this number I I don't I look I know Nichols at times has had defensive problems but I am all over them here. McNeese's offense has been inconsistent. Cody Orger on the quarterback of McNeese, the Cowboys, but Nichols, Lindsey Scott, dude. This guy I watched last week and I like once again I was on the wrong side. We took it me and you both took incarnate word. Right. Oh my jeez. I mean d- d- this was this was over in like 15 minutes, dude. <laughs> uh Lindsey Scott, he's thrown for 1134 yards completing 65% of his passes for 9.1 yards of completion. That means he can throw the ball down the field that, I mean, that's a great number right there for FCS quarterbacks, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions. And he also has 330 yards rushing leads to the team and five rushing touchdowns. This guy is unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, Hey, he's been playing great here. Uh, originally my first uh, thought was I wanted to, to fade that, you know, crazy performance from last week. Cause I don't know if Nichols is going to be able to do the same thing again. So I originally picked McNeese plus 14 and a half. I think that line's come down some 13 and a half now. Yeah. Yeah. At 13 and a half, I might think about going with the favorite here. Cause I think I think Nichols wins by double digits. I'm not high on McNeese. We don't like the coach there. Um, Frank Martin, right? Yeah. No, Frank it, Martin. Uh, no, uh, it's uh, no. Frank Wilson. Yeah. Frank Wilson. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Frank Martin's a basketball coach. Uh, so uh, you know, it's funny how just one point might flip me here, but if it's only 13 and a half, I think uh, I think I'll ride with you with Nichols. Can I just bring up this point here? Nichols first game of the season, 87 to three. Second game of the season, 55 nothing. Third game of the season. Now they this is a game I watched where. I thought they should have won by a lot more. They look sloppy 31, 24 against Northwestern state. Who's not good, but they got it done when they had to, then they lose 71 to 17 to Sam Houston state. And then they, <laughs> they, they beat incarnate where it's 75 to 45. Wild, Holy shit. Wild. Th- dude, they're putting up a 50 spot against McNeese. 
Yeah, you might be right. You heard it here first. Um, and even last year when they played, they or two years ago when they played, they won by fourteen. So you'd still get that cover. Um, yeah, I mean, McNeese is. Let's be honest, like Cody Orgeron, and I, I like their team, but I mean that they, they should have lost. They should have lost out the gates, and I just haven't been impressed with them. Each time I've watched, right. they're very inconsistent offensively. Yep, exactly. All right, the Citadel, winless triple option team right now, heading to Wofford. Where Wofford, I mean, these Wofford is preseason top twenty-five. I think they were like preseason top fifteen. I think Citadel might have been towards the end of that. This is kind of a. It's turned into a shitty game, but I mean, Wofford laying seven and a half. I'm all over Wofford here. Wofford should, dude. Wofford should have gotten VMI last week. I mean, just that was a back and forth game. At one point, it looked like for sure Wofford was going to get it done, uh, but they didn't. It, what? Who are you going here? You going to go triple? Option? I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm on Wofford. Uh, you know, I think you know they have t- a couple of tough losses in a row to Sanford, and, and like you mentioned, VMI. I think Wofford welcomes the lesser team into their home, into their stadium, and I think they get back to winning football here. I think they win by ten or so. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, this is a, a dandy that I can't wait to watch. East Tennessee State uh, at VMI. VMI only laying two. There's something magical about this VMI team, Nick. Um, I, I mean, I, I I really am impressed that they were without a, a slew of players last week, and they were down. And I almost feel like every week they're down, and they they come back to win. At least the past two weeks. Um, head coach uh, Scott uh, Watchenheim, I believe I got that right. He's doing a great job with this program, man. And, and uh, look, last week they were without you know Reese Yudinsky, their quarterback, stud quarterback, right, out, out right. for the year. They were also without Corey uh, Bridey and and Leroy Thomas. So three of their best players out. And VMI backup freshman, by the way, Seth Morgan. Impressive, dude. 25 of 34, 375 yards. That's the 10th best single passing game in VMI history. He also rushed for 76 yards. This offense had 451 yards of offense, uh, the second best ever in, in their existence. And junior wideout, Jacob Harris, this dude had 15 catches for 207 yards. I mean, that's kicking ass right there. And three touchdowns, three touchdowns. I'm not fading VMI. There's something magic. I love watching this team play. I love watching this team play. I'm all over VMI here. What are you doing? I'm locking up the key debts, man. I think ETS is a little bit overrated here. They may be three and one, but those last two wins were close games over bad uh, over two bad teams, Western Carolina and the Citadel. And their one win was against Sanford before Sanford was playing Liam Welch, who was a really good quarterback. So I'm locking up VMI. I mean, I think you said it, man, that, that freshman quarterback comes in outstanding game. There is something magical. They're, they're very well coached team here. They're at home. Uh, they were at minus point and a half. I think it's minus two. Either way. It doesn't matter. Give me VMI to roll. Yes. Yes. Do we had JMU Richmond on the slate? That game has been canceled. And also William and Mary Elon canceled COVID ramping up. I feel like in uh in some of these parts of the country. Come on guys. Um, so next we're going to hop down. I, I love that VMI play. That is a lock as well, man. How about this one? Let's hit you. Let's, let's go Valpo at Drake in Des Moines, Iowa, Drake. Remember Drake safety, Felix, Wright On the, on the uh, Cleveland Browns in the eighties. Yeah, that's a pull. Uh, Valpo at Drake. Now Valpo two and one Drake, one and one Drake's played some solid 
defense though this year. Um, if they can get anything going offensively, they might. I mean, these teams just played on 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 March twentieth, and Drake got the win seventeen to six. Uh, they love Drake lost to to San Diego thirteen ten. San Diego is a, a really good team. Um, Drake laying thirteen and a half. This is too big of a spread, though, right? They don't have enough offense. Agreed. I got it at plus fourteen. I mean, you you just said they they just played before, so a lot of times the second game might be even closer than the first game. Um, I like Valpo here. Yeah, yeah, Valpo's the play here. Okay, how about your boys, Jacksonville State, taking on Tony Romo's Eastern Illinois. Jacksonville State laying twenty after letting us down, right? Letting us down last week, big time. Very disappointed with that thirteen ten loss to Austin P. I don't know if I can trust him anymore. Uh, uh, they had a lot of shots too. I mean, uh, give it up for the. I watched that game. The Austin P. Defensive line caused havoc on Jacksonville State's uh, offensive line. So maybe they fixed a few things. Eastern Illinois. I've been fading them all year. Uh, you're gonna lose a lot though, and, and East Illinois kind of is chippy. I mean, you look at uh, last week. I felt very fortunate to get that cover. I had Murray State as my lock. Uh, had East Illinois not gone, this was basically a a uh, a thirty four twenty seven game with about two minutes or three minutes left, and uh, they went for a fourth and eight at their like own twenty eight. Eastern Illinois. Didn't get it, and Murray State got a late touchdown to give me that cover. I was laying, I think, twelve. So I, I really backdoored that thing. East Illinois has been playing better ball, man. I don't know how they keep losing these games. The Tennessee State right. game, uh, Tennessee State made right. a, made a sixty-three yard field goal, I think, to win that one. Um, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know because there's the rebound aspect for Jackson Jacksonville State. Uh, yeah, I'm a little concerned that Jacksonville State might be pissed off at the, at that you know at that loss and you know come out and play like their hair is on fire. Uh, that's a distinct possibility, but I think the greater likelihood is that Eastern Illinois does enough to keep it close and cover. So yeah, I'll take the points. I'm gonna lay them. I'm gonna lay them. I think the revenge okay. spot. I think the All revenge right. spot is there. Okay, uh, I see that angle, but I, I don't feel great about this game. This is not a lock. All right, so uh, that just. I don't know. I, I don't feel great about that one, but it gun to my head. Jacksonville state responds. They've been a, a great FCS school for like 20 years. So uh, Davidson at San Diego, man, far trip going from Charlotte to San Diego, um, San Diego, only laying nine and a half point Davidson three and one San Diego uh, three and oh, just comes up, came off of a trip to South Carolina against Presbyterian where by the way, Presbyterian great job doing, getting the backdoor cover here. Uh, Cause this San Diego looked like they had this one for sure. Kind of never had a sweat really Presbyterian got it done uh, with the cover. San Diego got the win. That's a big number though. Nick, what are you thinking? I'm locking up San Diego. Actually the Toreros. I think this time they get to face a team that has to travel across the country after, you know, traveling across the country themselves. Uh, so yeah, I think San Diego at home, I think that passing attack on with a Mason Randall at QB is going to be way too much for Davidson here. Uh, I think, you know, finally they get a game where they can kind of just break it open. And uh, I think they, they beat Davidson here pretty badly. I am a hundred percent agreeing with you here. Um, I think that's a far trip. I don't think Davidson's as proven as, as uh, you know, they're, yeah, the schedule says, Hey, they're three and one, but uh, no, give me, give me uh San Diego to get it done. That San Diego has won like a million conference games in a row. So that just give me minus the, this is a no brainer. Don't overthink this one. 
Uh, Murray State, the Racers. All right, this is a ma- th- much like VMI. The Racers have been had a magical season. They weren't projected to be very good. They're undefeated, and they're at Austin P, who just had a great game against Jacksonville State. Nick, this is a big one. Um, what what are you going here? Murray State or Austin P laying three and a half against the undefeated Racers. Um, what are you thinking? I liked I liked it a lot better at two. It's go it's, it's moved up a little bit here, but I like Austin P. I think uh, Murray State is. Uh, I think they're pretenders. They're a fake five and zero. Uh, they've had a very soft schedule and a couple of very close wins in that soft schedule here. So I think Murray State is due for a loss, and I think Austin P will will serve up that loss on a platter here. Uh, give me the governors. Hey, the racers have found ways to get it done, buddy. Yes, they've had a soft schedule, but they found ways to get it done. I'm all over the racers here, man. I, I they look. I think they're going to drop one of these two, right? Their final two games of the season are at Austin P home to Jacksonville state. I think one of them is going to bite them. This one being on the road, maybe you got a point there. Austin P though, just coming off of a huge win. Perhaps they're overlooking it. I think getting the, the, the hook is big. Give me Austin. P. If I, if Austin P wins, it'll be 17, 14, something like that. Murray state, you know, no one's taking them serious, Nick. No, look, you, they have a four-point win against UT Martin, a three-point win against Southeast Missouri State, a five-point win against Tennessee Tech. Sometimes there's an art to winning the close games. All right, <laughs> it's and, called beating bad teams. What happens when you when you face a you know a decent team like Austin P? You lose. Well, junior quarterback, they're, they're overdue to drop one. <laughs> junior quarterback Preston Rice. Uh, from Waynesboro, Tennessee for Murray state, the racers great. The Murray state's got a great logo, by the way. Um, he's, he's, he's been doing it, man. This guy, this guy's been playing good all year. Uh, he's, he's, I mean, could work on the completion percentage. Some only 48% of his passes get completed, but 754 yards, six touchdowns, only four picks doing a solid job. Let's work on that percentage this game and he's mobile. So guess how you neutralize a great pass rush. You get him out. You get him running. Uh, give me Preston Rice and the Racers to find a way to cover that one. Can't, can't right, we'll wait to watch that. him. Can't wait to watch that one. Uh, let's jump down to uh, Furman at Mercer. The Furman, you know, another school that's preseason top ten. Kind of had their struggles. Struggles. I'm sorry, Mercer. Uh, kind of been all over the place, man. Um, what, what's your take on this game? I'm seeing this line by the way at, uh, at Mercer or I'm sorry, Furman minus 10 and a half. I'm, I'm almost inclined to take the points because I feel like Mercer's better than what their record indicates. Yeah, I agree. And I think Furman hasn't played up to what people were thinking they would, you know, they're sitting at three and two and they have two tough close losses to VMI and Chattanooga. Meanwhile, Mercer just beat Chattanooga 35, 28 here. And I'm getting 10 and a half while playing at home. Yeah. I'm on Mercer. Yeah. I like Mercer. I think Mercer's better than what their, their uh, record indicates. I know what uh, Furman's been, been solid, but not, I don't, I don't think they're living up to what, you know, preseason polls. Hamp Sisson's been solid at the quarterback spot, but uh, yeah, give me Mercer in the points. Too many points. It's too many points. Mercer, Mercer's solid. Uh, let's keep this train going before we get out of here. Once again, a lot of our games did get canceled. Unfortunately, a lot of the great ones got canceled. Uh, okay. I mean, last week, this game was bananas. Weber state. 
so Northern Northern Arizona, the lumberjacks, they, uh, they were down majority of the game, but they were fighting in this game against Weber state. They went 95 yards on the final drive to take the lead. Right. And you're thinking game over. No, Weber state throws like a 60 yard hail Mary to wins the game down by one because they were at a field goal range. So they just threw the thing up there and uh, just an unbelievable game. man. this was, this is why college sports are amazing is like, you get this game. No one's watching this thing probably, but Randall Johnson, the quarterback of Weber state, those, uh, you know, like a 58 yard touchdown pass or something to Justin Malone on the last play of the game. This was a, this was awesome. This is why you tune in, man. But what's your take? Uh, Weber state kind of been lackluster. They keep getting these wins. I know their stud running back Josh Davis did have 16 rushes for 141 yards. You would think you would give him the pill a little, a little more than that, being that he's one of the best running backs in the FCS. But Johnson, 133 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and he also ran the ball uh, for 70 yards, 19 for 70, running the ball, dual threat quarterback. They're laying a big number against a Southern Utah team. Once again, this was another great game, Idaho. Southern Utah was at the the Kibbe Dome in Moscow. And uh, Idaho scored on uh, the second to last play of the game, essentially to win that game, to, to take the lead against Southern Utah. They were down six. They score uh, back of the end zone. They were like a five yard touchdown pass or 10 yard touchdown pass uh, to win that game. So Southern Utah drops a, a close one here, but this is one of these ones where it's both these teams in the state of Utah. It's a big number for a team that hasn't really been performing the way they should be. What do you think? Yeah, about this one? Well, let me tell you, Southern Utah might be one and three, but those three losses are by a combined four points. Yeah. Which is insane to have three losses by a combined four points, two games. They've lost by a point and the third game they lost by two points. Uh, I think it's too many points. I think. Yeah. I missed uh, I missed that clip. You're playing. You can't win. There you go. <laughs> Well, they don't have to win. All they have to do is cover. And I think they will cover. I think 19 and a half is too much. My theme of the week is take these big home dogs. I'll roll with Southern Utah. I love this one. The Thunderbirds look Weber state. I don't know what it is. And I know I've liked this program and their physicality over years past. There's something, there's something not right this year. They're not as dominating. Um, And I think Southern Utah has been a little chippy. It's a backyard brawl. Give me the 18 points here, man. There we go. Love this spot. Um, let's bounce down to Eastern Washington, UC Davis. This is an awesome game. This might be the best game of the day now. Yeah. Yeah. Solid, solid game. Uh, the, uh, the, the Eagles hit the road to Davis, California to take on Dan Hawkins bunch. Um, this line, UC Davis minus two. I mean, this is a great game. I, I, I've been back and forth on this. Yeah, I don't like this game. I think either team can win it, but I think Eastern Washington has a slightly better offense, and that's why I'm going to go with the Eagles. I feel like it's the pedigree too. I mean, I, yeah, uh, oh man, I, I'm I'm going to back you. I think I'm no. You know what? Give me Dan Hawkins. All right, let me cue, cue the uh-huh, Dan Hawkins. Boy. It's Division One football. <laughs> it's the Big Twelve. That's a month. That's probably more vacation than you guys get. And we're a little bummed out that we don't get three weeks. Go play intramurals, brother. 
<laughs> God bless go Dan Hawkins. play in a murals, brothers. It's hard to go against that, but I'll go Eastern Washington. I'm going UC Davis, but I think this one. I mean, I I stay the fuck away from this one from a from a viewing standpoint. Watch from a betting standpoint. I don't know unless you got some inside Iggy. I I, I would stay away from this one. Yeah, agreed. Should be a great game though. Uh, I, I like that quarterback for UC Davis Rodriguez. He can play too. So you got the barrier. Uh, Rodriguez matchup that both quarterbacks very good in this game. So uh, something to, to monitor. UC Davis also has a, a money running game too. So um, uh, Southern Knicks Southern squad led by quarterback Ladarius Skelton. Uh, they're a good team and they're at Jackson state. Deion Sanders off of his for coming off his first loss uh, to Alabama state in a, in a, in a wild one a couple of weeks ago. And that, in that game, they got to get better quarterback play because quarterback Jalen Jones was 19 of 50, <laughs> 19 of 50, 180 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Now to, to credit him, he did rush 22 times for 94 yards, but he had three fumbles. You can't win football games with five turnovers. Yeah, I'm going Southern. I think you hit the the uh, nail on the head. The better quarterback play, I think Jackson State is coming back down to earth with that loss. You know, shows some of the the chinks in the armor there. Here, I like the uh, yeah, I like Southern here. Give me the Jaguars. Man, I, I this is the tough tough spot here because Southern. You know, I was watching some of that matchup. Southern coming off of a 51-23 beating of Texas Southern. They woke up late though. They were kind of asleep at the wheel for a little bit of that game. Uh, uh, you know what? Give me Dion to get back on track, man. They had a week off. Corey Reed eight for ninety nine in a TD uh, that game against uh, uh, Alabama State. I like for him. I think this is going to be a close game, but but Southern is a one and a half point favorite. Um, give me uh, Jackson Jackson State thirty one Southern twenty nine. All right, all right. Um, and let's hop down to the next. I mean, look, this is a good slate of games. No Sunday uh, games this this uh, this week, which is weird because the Final Four is not on Sunday. Um, <laughs> right? You would think you you would try to cater to that some, but hey, I don't know what the hell is going on over there. But uh, next up in line, Idaho, Idaho State. This one is a terrible name for the. You know, this is the name of this rivalry. Nick is the Battle of the Domes. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of lame. Kind of lame, man. But uh, as I mentioned just uh, just uh, a little bit ago, uh, Idaho pulled off a uh, a a they've played. Everyone should go YouTube these Idaho games because I feel like every week it's an adventure. Uh, Nikhil Nahar threw a seven-yard touchdown pass to Catrell Haywood with seven seconds left to give Idaho the win. Their starting quarterback Mike Beaudry was unavailable for 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 that game, so who knows what that status is for this week. But Hayden Hatton had 12 catches for 155 yards for the Vandals. Somebody guard that guy. Um, and then you have Idaho State, who we know. I, I Tyler Vanderwall, the former Wyoming quarterback, he was 17 of 33 with two for two touchdowns. They almost beat UC Davis at UC Davis, but uh, UC Davis drove 75 yards on a 10-play drive to uh, grab the win. Um, Idaho State's chippy this year. They're, I like what that the trajectory of that program is is getting better. They used to be a doormat. They they are uh, they're playing they're playing good ball here, and I think because the Bengals are at home, give me the Bengals in the five and a half and Tyler Vanderwall. I agree. I'm locking it up. I got it at six and a half, but uh, I think most people are seeing this, and they they see one and three Idaho State. 
I think most people are taking Idaho. I'm not, I'm again on the home dog here. Uh, yeah. Idaho state has had their share of struggles this year, but as you mentioned, they just lost to Eastern Washington and California Davis, both four point games. So that's two good teams. I think uh, they've gained confidence in those losses and they're ready to take it to Idaho. This is a rivalry game as too many points. I'm locking up the Bengals of Idaho state. I like it. I like it, man. Okay. Arkansas pine bluff travels to uh, Mississippi Valley state. Jerry Rice's alma mater, Mississippi Valley state's only played one game this year, COVID problems, but uh, they haven't been very good of late. Last time Arkansas pine bluff, who's first placed in the swack after beating uh well, the, actually that game was canceled last week, but uh, they're 38 and six or they won 38 to six. The last time these two teams played, this game will be on ESPN three and Arkansas pine bluff been a good school for a while now leg 17 and a half points. I'm advising my clients to lay the points too. Are you going, are you dogging it up here? No, you know, I'll, I'll go against my theme. I said, I'm going to go actually with APB here. I think uh, Missouri Valley state, whether it's football or basketball, fade them and fade them often. I will lay the points and go pine bluff. All right. And to round this things out, we just got a couple more games here. Lamar Southeast Louisiana. Uh, the lions, I, I was high on them early in the year, but they they're de- they've had some defensive problems. Um, now Lamar's kind of been, I mean, they're coming off an eight point win. This is kind of a crap shoot. I feel like, but Le- Southeast Louisiana laying 16 and a half points. I think I'm inclined to take Lamar here, even though I was bullish on the lions earlier this year, I like this lions offense. It's just, I don't trust the defense. Yeah, but I don't think Lamar's offense is that much to worry about. So uh, I think this is a get right game for Southeastern Louisiana. I think they roll here big and I will lay the points. Wow. After all that talk, how about Youngstown state? Our boys, we didn't get a chance to bet them last week. Cause that game got canceled. Now they're 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 minus 10 at Western Illinois, the Leathernecks winless. I, I, this is a lock Youngstown state minus the 10 points. In uh, in uh, what Macomb, Illinois, dude. The, I understand the the quarterback play hasn't been good, but the run game's I, opened up. What's I thought it? this game might have got canceled too. Is that not right? I don't think so because I still see okay. it on the on the slate right now. All right, go ahead then. Uh, but I, I I'm gonna lay the points. I'm gonna lay the ten points. Same uh, here. And if it, obviously if it gets canceled, it gets canceled. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the next are trash. Youngstown's playing good ball now. Uh, I think uh, I think they win by two touchdowns. All right, let's just let's just touch on these then, because all these other games I had scheduled here were canceled. Uh, Colgate Fordham, Colgate minus three and a half. What are we What are we doing? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take Colgate. So this line was huge. I got Fordham early at plus six. It's down to three and a half now. Jeez, that's a pretty good amount of line movement. Uh, I'll stay with the home dog, I suppose. If you're just you know listening to this and you're trying to bet it here, I mean, obviously getting six is a whole lot better than getting three. But I think Fordham is. Uh, I think they could win this outright here. I think, uh, yeah, go give me dog. Wow. Okay. Southeast Missouri State, UT Martin. Uh, Southeast Missouri State laying two and a half. I'm on Southeast Missouri to get back going. This is a program that traditionally is a top 25 program. They've had a little bit of struggles this year, but they got back on track last week. I think they win minus a two and a half here. When in doubt, an FCS take the points. Give me Tennessee Martin, the Skyhawks. Mm, I do like that name. The Skyhawks. Hold on, let me cue this. 
I want this pilot. I want, it's a matter of national security. Wherever you are, Mr. Helicopter Pilot, come out of your hole. And you too, George Shin, because you. <laughs> and you too, George Shin. Uh, <laughs> South Carolina State. Uh, at Alabama State, dude, this is this is Lock City for me. Alabama State plus one. I like this Alabama State team. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, you know, they beat Jackson State a couple of weeks ago. Here, I think they're they're the better team. I mean, it's just easy enough, and and they're at home. You know, I don't know why South Carolina State's favored. Give me that Alabama State, definitely. All right, and uh, yeah, we got to get out of here. But uh, the rest of the picks will be up on the FCS spreadsheet over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Guys, if you're a first time listener, make sure you subscribe. We handicap every single division one college basketball and college football game. So make sure you subscribe to the college experience. Tell a friend me, Patty C NC Nick been over 500 picking each and every game for four years. Now we've been over 500. Come on. We were also way over 500 on our locks. So make sure you subscribe to the college experience. Uh, and if you, uh, you want to do us a solid, cause we're giving you all these winners and free content, get over to iTunes, give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us. If you do take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter, and I will send you a college experience t-shirt. How about that? At the Colby D on Twitter. Uh, give me a follow as well. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. And don't forget the sports gambling podcast is on Twitter at DSGP network. Give everyone a follow. Check out the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast as well. All right, this is the college experience, FCS football style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.